This is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Welcome to a new episode of the Christian Circle Podcast. Today is a new day and it's the month of June. So we're going to do a new episode. This is episode 98 and we have one of our previous guests. You've heard him before, Mr. George Kalea. He's going to talk to us today about evangelizing through social media. So, George, tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry, even though you've told us before. Uh, we'd like to hear again. Okay. Thanks a lot, Pamela, for inviting me once again to be a guest on your podcast. And I was your guest in December 2022, if I recall well. It was for the ninth and tenth commandments, you shall not covet, which I received very good feedback from my relatives and friends. So... Pamela, keep up the good work you are doing. For those who have never heard of me, I am George Kalea, as Pamela said, from Ota, and I'm married and have two children who are 19 and 23 years old. Now, during the years 1992-1996, I was a full-time missionary with the International Catholic Program for Evangelization, and called the ICP, and have evangelized in various countries, such as Russia, Ghana, Poland, Germany and Malta. Now, during this time with the ICP, I preached the word of God in the streets, shared my testimony in schools, prisons, and youth groups. And also on three occasions, I was part of a team that ran schools of evangelization. Now, Pamela, being on the feet to evangelize takes courage, and mm. it requires a lot of prayer, very mm. sacrifice as well, one has to take. And there is also the fun part of it. I can tell you something about the fun part of it, if you like. Yeah, sure. <laughs> now, okay. Now, one of one of the fun parts was in December 1991, November, December 1991, a bit far, far back. And now I was part of the team we called the Joshua team with the ICP. And our mission was to spread the good news in Moscow, which at that time formed part of the USSR. And this, this was only a few weeks before the USSR was eventually dissolved. Now what happened is that we were a group of 15, around 15 missionaries coming from different parts of the world. And we traveled nonstop in two separate vans from West Germany. We crossed to East Germany, then traveled through Poland and through Ukraine and, and to our final destination, Moscow. Now... During the three-day journey, we slept in the van, and it was really freezing, because it was November, December. Now, what happened is that we arrived around in the early hours of the morning in Moscow, and all of us were exhausted and tired. So the drivers decided to stop driving and sleep the night in the van. So that in the morning, we drive to the only Catholic church in Moscow, as we were hosted there. Okay. The funny thing is that we stopped the vans on the bus stop area, which we did not realize. We were new in the area. <laughs> and when we started to wake up around 6 a.m. in the morning, we saw faces looking through the windows of the vans. And these were workers going to work, you know, school children, normal people waiting on the bus stop. And I remember they had nice, smile, nice smiling faces. They were laughing. And I am sure they were asking themselves, who were we, where we know? Mm. The funny thing was that we were like zombies, but we were really exhausted. So we quickly 
woke up the, the driver, had a good laugh at what happened, and we continued to our destination. This is just one of the fun parts when we do a visualization in the field. Now, to continue about who I am, in 1997, I got married, and my wife was a member of the Focolar Movement. I started attending the meetings of this Catholic group, which I still attend till today. Okay. Now, around 11 years ago, that is in 2012, I embarked on a mission of evangelization through the use of various social media in writing Christian books. And my first book was published in November 2014. And since then, I have published another 17 um, Christian books. And I am in the process as well to publish another one. Now, it is interesting to mention that I also have a book with the title Evangelization Through Social Networking Sites, which is free to download for everyone from Smashwords. Hmm. Now, with regards to social media, um, Pamela, I evangelize through my blogs. I have different websites. Also, I evangelize through my podcasts, which are available on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms, and I also do my own videos that are available on YouTube. I use social media to evangelize through my three and to to evangelize through my three online Christian courses as well. Um, I have three of them, and they are available through Udemy. Now, all the evangelization I do to social media is done in my spare time, and mostly is done from my small room at home where I have very basic equipment mm -hmm. such as a laptop, a video camera, microphone and other equipment. And I do everything on my own with the support of my family. So you've been very active in evangelization on the field in a lot of countries physically. And now you're very active on social media. I mean, you're doing posts across, uh, you know, your blog and you're doing yes. podcasts and you're on YouTube and you're very active on social media. Uh, yes. How are they different? How is evangelizing on the field different from evangelizing online? Well, it's, there is a big difference the way one evangelizes by being physically on the field or through social media. Now, the biggest difference I see is that through social media, you are not close to the person physically, or so one cannot see the expression on the face of the person, mm. the emotion one goes through, and the way a person interacts. All these are not possible through social media, even though one can talk to each other and through a video call. And another difference is that physically, a person can only evangelize in one particular place at a time. And one needs to travel short or long distances to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, through social media, with just a push of a button, you can reach out to every corner of the world. Mm -hmm. So to any nation and to any faith at the same time. What is important, both if a person is on the field evangelizing or through social media, is to bring the gospel to the people, as it is the only way and means of how it is done that is different. It's, it is only the ways and means that is different. Mm. How So most people would say, you know, social media is for fun. It's for keeping in touch with family, doing, you know, personal things. So why should we be evangelizing on social media? Oh, yes, a lot of people ask this, you know, um, why we should evangelize on social media. First and foremost, as indicated in Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20, Jesus was clear on what evangelization is all about. It consists in four important steps. To go, to go and evangelize, make disciples, to baptize, and to teach. Now, these four important steps 
of evangelization are the command of Jesus to his disciples. This command is also for us, for me, for you, and to, for other people to do it physically on the feed and also through social media. It is good to realize that by mid-2014, there were approximately around 7.1 billion people in the world, and of which approximately 1.8 billion people have internet and access to social networks, which is a huge number, mm-hmm. and of which 170 million were located in the United States only. Mm-hmm. So it is really an opportunity not to be missed to use social media to, to evangelize. Furthermore, um, as a Catholic, I also listen and act upon what the Pope teaches. And on the occasion of the 2014 World Communication Day, um, which is celebrated each year through his message, as a con- the Pope said, as a continuation of what Pope Benedict XVI has highlighted the previous year, Pope Francis spoke about some other very important points about social networking. Now, he explained that our world suffers from many forms of exclusion, marginalization, and poverty, not to mention the conflicts born of a combination of economic, political, ideological, and sadly, even religious motives. Now, the Pope sees that the importance that media can offer to help us, it feeds closer to one another, creates a sense of unity of the human family, which can in turn inspire solidarity and serious efforts to ensure a more dignified life for all. And as well, Pope Francis highlights that good communication helps us to grow closer to each other, to know one another better, and ultimately to grow in unity. The Pope also explains that the internet in particular offers immense possibilities for encounter and solidarity that are something truly good and as a gift from God. So this really encourages me to continue to evangelize through social media. And I hope, Pamela, that others will follow and do the same. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are lots of people now who may be interested in so in, in evangelizing on social media. So how do you go about doing that? I mean, how do you start this? Say, say you're on Facebook or you're, you know, uh, you're just a person doing your everyday ordinary things. How do you suddenly go about, you know, starting your evangelization mission on social media? Now, as I explained in the beginning to this podcast, I explained very briefly that I write Christian books which are only available through the internet. So it is social media. Mm-hmm. And, and um, these are electronic books that one can read through a computer or through other electronic device. As I said as well, I also have my own YouTube channel which various Christian, with various Christian reflections and also my Christian podcast. Um, also, I embarked by time through experience, I embarked to adventures through my online and Christian courses. Now, all these, together with the blogs, with the website I've got, you know, Facebook, Instagram, I started slowly, slowly, and growing gradually by time. So I didn't start doing all these things together. Mm. And what is important is that whatever I do through social media, it is done out of love. Mm. I'm not judging anyone or imposing my Christian faith on anyone. But um, at the same time, I, I have to be a witness to others, mostly through sharing my own experience of the love of God. Now, Emma, furthermore, along the years, being involved through social media, I have learned to be organized, mm. to find the right time to do it, as my priority is 
my family. I also work. And I have to be creative in what I do mm-hmm. to learn about the different tools that are available for social media because they are updated very fast yeah, yeah. and rapidly, you know. Yeah. And another important thing is to keep myself updated with the with development that is going on social media. Yeah. Because if I don't do that, um, I, w- I will be failing myself you know, from reaching the people through social media. Yeah. I think you make a very good point, you know, not to start everything at once, like just um, start small and start slowly and not expect mm-hmm. overnight uh, success. I mean, it's just, it's something gradual. And also that... Yeah to keep abreast with what's happening because, you know, you can start with Twitter tomorrow, there's going to be uh, TikTok, then there's going to be Instagram, then there's going to be the next best thing. So I think you make very, very good points there. Just to add something, um, Pamela, I only started by, you know, my son was younger, he was about 10 years ten years old or mm-hmm. 12 years old. And he had, uh, the school taught and um, asked them to, to develop something like, to have a program on the internet, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. And it was new for me mm. to create a, a, a website. Mm. So I took the opportunity mm. that I started to learn to, to learn how yeah. to create a website. Yeah. But then it evolved as I was listening as well to the voice of God, what to do. Mm. So I didn't start, you know, it started just, um, how do you say, it was God's calling in, in, mm. in a way. Mm. No? But then I started slowly, slowly developing myself. And I think that's another good thing that you ask God before you do it. So before you you embark on this mission, it's good to pray and ask the Holy Spirit or just ask God what what to do and where to do. And he will show you how to do it. Yes, yes, that's true. So even though you're on social media, I know it's uh, it's not always easy. So what are the challenges of evangelizing via social media? Um, now, I, I've, I've been asked this question many times now, and I always remember what Pope Francis said, that it, it is not enough to be a passerby mm. on the digital highways, you know, yeah. simply connected, but that the connections need to grow into true encounters, creating true friendship. So that is the biggest challenge. Mm. It is not only that I post something on social media and maybe I receive a like, but someone says it is nice, you no, know? <laughs> but I have to make that connection and the biggest challenge is to help that person um, either to return back to the church, you know, mm. or to go to sacraments or to seek help. They have to go back um, physically mm. to the church. So that is the biggest challenge. And Pope Francis explained that by being connected, the world of media also has to be concerned with humanity and that it, it is to show tenderness. Mm-hmm. even to social media. We have to show this tenderness to the people. So for me, the digital world can be an environment rich in humanity and let's work not of wires, but of people. Okay, they are, there are wires, but after each wire, after each face on, on, the, on social media, even maybe at times it is fake, but there's a person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, some, there's a person there. Um, so personally, what I also find challenging through social media is to encourage people, as I said, to be active in their local church, mm-hmm. to go physically to mass and receive the Eucharist, and to physically help the neighbor, your neighbor, physically part, because on social media, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, although during the COVID, we had times where it was permissible to listen to go to mass through social media. But evangelizing through social media is to help a person to be closer to God. 
and no and to get to know God more. And at the same time, for the people to interact physically, as I said, in the church and help their neighbors. And the other challenge, as already mentioned a bit, is to keep a journal of what is happening in the digital world, with social platforms are, um, with social platforms are people participating in. Because at times there would be people, you know, here on Facebook, then they move to Twitter, and then they move to another new platform, and yeah. you have to know where the people are. And you have to be updated with the latest trends and technology and equipment to use. Because if you do not update yourself, it would become difficult, as I said, Hmm. to reach out and share the good news. So one of the things with social media is that people can, you know, hide and they can say whatever they want because nobody's really checking on them and nobody's really um, mm -hmm. uh, confronting them. So people get away with a lot of negative comments and insults, and especially when you post religious material. And in, at least for yeah. us Catholics, it's even harder because we post a lot of things that are pro-life and and people don't tend to like them. So how do you deal with these negative comments and insults that take place on social media? Yeah, I think this is a real problem, um, especially with Catholics, that um, at least I know some friends, that are, they are afraid to use social media to evangelize because of this thing, because they receive com um, negative comments or insults. Now, to be honest, I have hardly received any negative comments or insults by evangelizing through social media. The few comments and negative comments that I received were always dealt with by loving the other person. I always love the other person. What I personally do in these rare occasions is that firstly, I never judge the person that brings forward the negative comments. Secondly, I respond in a loving way without going into argument. So I respond to the other person, but as, as I said, in a loving way. And thirdly, if the other person continues to persist with negative comments, that mm -hmm. is, to bring forth his post shown on social media, mm -hmm. unfortunately, I end up by blocking him or deleting his comments. Um, but as I said, these only um, happened very rarely to me, maybe twice or three times since 2012. Mm -hmm. I am aware, as I said, that Catholics face persecution through social media when discussing martial sins, the issue of abortion and, for example, the issue of the same gender, gender marriage, which today is becoming very common. And at least here in Europe, in Europe it is becoming very common. Mm -hmm. But if we do not speak the truth about the word of God, who else will do it? Pamela. Mm -hmm. yeah. If we, as Christians, as Catholics, we don't share the gospel through social media, who else will do it, no? Yeah. So it's precisely this, that the eight Beatitudes mentioned that blessed are those who are persecuted, because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, we have to have faith through this beatitude, trusting and believing that we will be blessed whenever we face persecution through social media, and we are not to be afraid. As, and if we are persecuted, we have to give this persecution to Jesus to help us get through it and keep us strong in our faith. Now, Pamela, I believe that God gave us wisdom to use. And for example, what I do to avoid receiving negative comments or insults, which could result in persecution, is that what I produce on social media, I do not attack any person's ideas which are not in line with the gospel or use any hate speech or to judge, but I try not being controversial in my postings. But at the same time, I present the gospel in a loving way for everyone without any distinction of faith, religion, gender, or nationality. That way, 
I managed to have a good reputation and have been able to bring up issues that society faces which are not in line with the gospel without any particular problem. Of course, I am aware that there are people who appreciate and agree what I teach through social media, and there are those who so not agree. But that is okay. What is important is that I share what God trusted me to share. Now, my aim has always been to share the good news to everyone in a loving way and to encourage Christians to return and participate in their church and also for other persons of different faiths and religions to see God in their lives and how God leads them without putting any pressure on no one. Uh, one of the things that people will ask if now they want to start um, doing this ministry, initially they may start thinking of it part-time or they may want to go into full-time ministry. So for the people who are starting, how does one sustain the ministry and themselves in full-time ministry? Okay, and this is a question that has been asked to me as well many times, especially when I was a full-time missionary with the ICP. I think the most important thing about how to sustain yourself in a full-time ministry, either being physically on the field or as we are discussing in this podcast by being a full-time ministry in social media, is to have faith. So for both kinds of ministries, you have to have faith. Now, without faith and not discerning what your calling is, one cannot really live up to be in full-time ministry. I really believe that God provides a mysterious way and I've passed through that experience, and that God will take care of the person in ministry. Of course, Emla, there is the practical side that one must do as well. Mm. And that would be some kind of fundraising, sending letters and newsletters about one's ministry. But as I said, God will provide if you have faith. I remember my experience, how God provided me when, when for six years I was a full-time missionary. I remember receiving letters with a donation in the envelope, for me, from, uh, from people I hardly knew. Or when visiting my mother, she would give me money that friends of hers would donate without even asking them for a donation. If someone, I believe, if someone is in any kind of ministry and doing the will of God, he has promised to take care of us in our needs. Mm-hmm. And for sure, he keeps that promise. Mm-hmm. And I believe in also in social media, as you know, um, Pamela, um, it involves a bit of, of, of money as well to have yeah. some equipment, to, to pay the internet, you know, and, yeah. and they're, they're not cheap. Yeah. And of course, you don't need to spend the thousands, but there would be a couple of hundreds. But God provides. If we're doing the will of God, he provides in mysterious ways. So do you have any last bits of advice for anybody uh, on, who's evangelizing through social media? Um, and is thinking of giving up or somebody who's interested in starting right now? Any any tips, any last advice for them? Well, what's important is to keep it in your prayers. Yeah. To pray, then that's the most important thing. Yeah. And as I said as well, if it is the will of God, start slowly. Mm. And I believe that he will guide you, mm. whether you start by, with a, through a podcast or you know, and creating videos or just writing and you post them on different social media. Mm-hmm. But you have to um, leave God and guide you how to grow. Mm-hmm. The important thing is not to say I'm not, I'm not able to do it because I don't know how to use social media. Mm-hmm. I wasn't an expert when I started and I don't consider myself an expert. And I just consider myself that I do, that I do His will. Um, with the ability that he gave me, you know, 
So don't be afraid. And if you're persecuted, what I tell you is rejoice, because that is a sign that you are truly bringing forth the word of God, the gospel to the people. Because there are those who will accept it, and of course those who do not like it. But as Christians, as Catholics, social media is a tool that we have to use it as well. Mm. So that's my encouragement for everyone. And it's not enough, you know, to post a cake on social media or we say, you know, it is my birthday or happy anniversary or this is a nice tree, you know. <laughs> I, you know, a hamburger. We have to go beyond that. Yeah. We have to thank God for what we have to eat, you know. Mm-hmm. and to help people to um, really appreciate God in their lives. I think that's fantastic advice, really. I mean, it's it's really well said because uh, for the listeners who are not aware, George has very extensive uh, ministry online. And uh, if you read any of his posts, you read his blogs, you read, there's a lot of material that he puts out there. And you can tell that he's prayed over so many things. His reflections are, are deep. So there's a lot of prayer involved in his ministry. And that's that's really good advice from you, George. So um, so uh, tell people where they can find you online. And if they want to reach out to you or ask you for advice, uh, where can they find you online? They can search on um, internet for my name, George Kaleya, um, Christian author. Or they can write an email, peace through unity at gmail.com, peace through unity at gmail.com. I mean, I'm also on Instagram. If they write George Kalea, uh, I'm sure they, they will find me. <laughs> and I'm available. <laughs> Even Zoom meetings, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. My books, as I said, they're on Amazon as well. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they can find me. Okay, great. So thank you for joining us today, George, and uh, talking to us about this subject. Yeah, thanks a lot um, for your invitation. And I wish you all the best. <laughs>